Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Turn with me, if you have your Bible, turn with me to Luke chapter 9. And if you have never been in a service with me, I, I like to have a conversation, which means if I say something that's cool, say amen back. So that's a... <laughs> As a conversation. So Luke chapter 9, verse 51, and it says, And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. The time had come that he should be received up. You have to know that everything that God is doing in your life is on a timetable. And there's a time of, for everything. And in that moment of time, there's something that needs to be accomplished in every moment of time. Don't think that your life is just completely given up to random and up to any kind of coincidence. We don't believe in coincidence. It's not a Hebrew word for coincidence. We don't believe in it. We believe that God has ordained and structured and assigned every aspect of my life. And if, and if I can interact with that assigned moment, it will bring a pivotal transformation to my life. And so it says here that it was time that Jesus should be received up. So it's getting close to his his time of going up. Not just, it didn't talk about his death. It's amazing, we wanna talk about how we're gonna go up, but there's a death before you go up, and you don't wanna talk about the death, you keep talking about the going. I, I'm, I'm glad I got an amen over there. So we're gonna, we're, we're gonna warm you, rest you guys up. You guys keep looking, it's all right. Your breakfast is still digesting, we'll be okay. But look, you have to understand, so don't focus on the going, the going down, because Jesus had to go down before he went up. It said he, his time for his going up. He hadn't yet gone through a betrayal. He hadn't yet gone through a cross. He hadn't yet gone through a, a, a burial. And he hadn't yet come into going up. So, but the conversation was about the time of going up. You need to know in this season, it's the time of going up. Oh, but you don't know what I'm going through. I'm, I'm not talking about what you're going through. I'm going to talk about what you're coming up. You're, it's your coming up. There's a coming up. In this season, in the prophetic word is get ready to come up. Prepare yourself to come up. How do you prepare yourself to rise? You have to be prepared to rise. You can't be caught off guard with the rise. When God's trying to raise you up, you can't be caught off guard. When God's trying to lift you up, you can't be caught off guard going, I never knew I was going to rise. You need to be someone that is already ready to go. Come on, somebody. You're going to take off and fly. You've got to be ready to know that God is on the move on my behalf. And the timing for me is to rise. I keep telling myself every day I'm in the season of favor. I'm in my greatest season of favor. I'll make more money this year. I'll impact more people than I've ever impacted this year. I have more grace in my life, more favor. What are you just proclaiming? No, I'm actually in my season of favor. How do you know? Because it should be the time for me to be received up. I feel it. How many of you feel that in yourself? You feel it. You feel it in yourself. It's right there inside of you. You start to feel that sense of it. We'll see what Jesus was doing with that sense. He said, it said here, and he steadfastly set his face to go to the next level. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. 
He was in one place, but he was already looking to go to the next place because the next place was the key to him going up. You want to go to your next place? Don't, that's fine. Some people are like, if I can just get to my next level. But why do you want to get to your next level? Is there a going up from your next level? Or are you just trying to get out of your last level? Don't just try to get out of your last level. There's nothing in getting out of your last level. You've got to go to your next level because there's a going up after that level. You have to know that God wants you to go up. There's a go, come on, there's a going up. There's a going up for you. There's a better day for you and when you know that he is he he said the bible is very clear he steadfastly he put his face set he set his face with an intensity with an intentionality towards a place that would take him up are you focusing on what's going to take you down? Or are you focusing on what's going to take you up? You need to be focused on what's going to take you up. There's all kinds of things that are supposed to take you down, but those are just the vehicles to get me up. Come on, somebody. Joseph had to go through his pit, and he had to go through his prison, and he'd go to Potiphar's house. But the fact is, is he was supposed to rule. All of the stuff to get you there, we make, a, we make memorials of that. But don't make a memorial of that because those are vehicles. That's the, oh, I'm changing in my Uber. I'm going from that Uber, the pit Uber, Uber. I'm going to the prison Uber. Come on, I'm going from one Uber to another. That's just getting me to my destination because I'm going to go up. Come on. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. Are you understand what I'm saying? You've got to get up every night and day. And believe that you will fly away. He said he set his face. He set. We say that with me. Set his face to go to Jerusalem. You have to set your face to where you want to go. Isaiah says it this way. Isaiah says, my face was like flint. So that a standard would be set and I would not be embarrassed. How many of you know it's important that you need to set your face like flint? How many of you know what flint is? Flint is, flint is, 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 a, is a hard substance, a hard rock, a metal that you spark off of. You spark off. What do you need? What, why, why do you want to hit it? It's because it creates a spark. It creates a place of, of fire, of ignition. If you don't have your face set, all the problems will just be hard problems. But if your face is harder than the problem that comes, it will only light a greater fire of passion. It will only light a greater fire, a greater energy, a greater power, a greater authority, a greater might inside of you. Don't be softer than the thing you're going through. Be harder than the thing you're going through. Let it spark you. Let it be something inside of you that moves you to your next level. Let your face be like flint. Your face has to be something that sparks greater level. When I first met Colin Higginbottom, I was like, man, you, the way you look, I just spark on you. It's just, it just, I've never seen that guy. Never, I mean, he looks intense all day. He wakes up like this. You have to know that there is a... There's a fire that's ready to be lit. And you're like, light me on fire, God. And he's like, okay, I got to put some things in front of you. Let me on fire, Jesus. I won't be lit. Okay, I'm going to put some things in front of you 
that are, the, but don't get, don't get stuck on the things in front of you because those are, those are like, those are like Flint places. Those are places where they just are only to spark you. They're only, they're only meant to fire you up. They're only meant to engage you at another level, level that you've never been, and you need a spark right now. And I know in order for you to get to where you want to go, you have to be as highly lit as you can be to rise. You've got to be lit, and the only way you can do that is you've got to spark off. You've got to spark off of this moment. I know you tried to kill me, but I'm going to spark on this moment. I know you tried to steal my family, but I'm going to spark on this moment. You didn't know what you were starting when you came up against me. You didn't know who you were messing with when you came over here. You had no idea what you were starting, but I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish this. Spark. The Bible's words, flint, that steadfast. The modern day language would be obsession. Are you obsessed with anything? Are you obsessed with anything? Are you obsessed with any? Are you obsessed with anything? Are you obsessed with anything? You've got to be obsessed in life. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's not a Christian way. <laughs> Christians, we shouldn't be obsessed or ambitious. No. How do you think you're ever going to accomplish something that's greater than what the devil would put in front of you? Through passivity? Now, see, the thing, the difference is, is you know, I've shared, I said to pastors, I said, you need to be obsessed. They go, oh, yeah, I am passionate. I'm like, no, passion is low. Passion is too low. You can't accomplish the world transformation, changing the world and taking dominion over territories, planting eight locations and three more coming. As a, I'm passionate. (laughs) You have to be obsessed. The word obsessed comes from the word obsession. Obsession means to put blockades and barricade around it so that nothing can get in and only what you want inside is going to keep you. You don't allow anything to distract you. You don't allow anything to get in your way. You don't allow anything to stop you. You don't allow anything to deter you. Nothing talks you down. How many of you know you need to barricade yourself in a vision, barricade yourself in a passion, barricade yourself? You have to see that Awakened Church is a church of obsessed people. You guys got quiet. I didn't see that when I was signing the membership. You have to know that there's, there's a need to be obsessed about the kingdom of God getting into a city, the kingdom of God coming into a region and making the standard and separating the, separating the standard and making sure that nothing can get into our families and everything that's in our families can get out. Parenting is only going to work when you're obsessed about it. Well, you're so intense. Well, I'm sorry. That's what I am. I'm just obsessed about being intense. See, the thing is, is you'd have to know that Mother Teresa, I watched Mother Teresa one time, and she was, she was, up, she was standing in front of the royal family, in front of all of these people, and and I was a little embarrassed for the royal family and everybody. She got up there and she started rebuking them for not being obsessed with their giving towards the poor. She was like started raising money. And I'm like, this woman is like seriously no problem. Like she don't care. She was like, you, you don't give enough. You don't give enough. 
I'm like, this teacher's like, she pulled out and put on the gloves. <laughs> and, and, and she never apologized. Why? Because she was obsessed with helping the poor. She wasn't passionate about helping the poor. She was obsessed with it. Her walking in Calcutta in between, in between lepers and never thinking that leprosy can get on her. Leprosy couldn't get in because she's too obsessed to help it. You, you can't have come on you what you are obsessed with overcoming. She's walking. She has no concern whether or not leprosy was going to take her life. She's living in leper colonies, but she's obsessed with bringing change. Michelangelo's obsessed with making beautiful things. Albert Einstein's obsessed with the universe. Jesus is obsessed with his father's business. The father's obsessed with you. And the father wants you to be obsessed with what you're supposed to occupy till he comes. I love the idea that I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed with the Holy Spirit, but I'm obsessed with what his ideas are. Because I don't want to be the one that's just rolling around in the glory and the glue and never actually getting up and doing anything with my life. God's obsessed with ideas that he put in your heart. When you stand before him, he's going to say, so let's talk about what you were supposed to accomplish. He didn't say, how many times did you kiss me a day? What did you, what, I put you on the earth to get something done. Did you do it? Let's talk about that. That's, that's, that's so rude, Pastor. And dare you say, I'm trying to save your eternal life. We need to understand obsession is not something that we just should have. You must have it. You must have it to be great at whatever you're called to do. And you're called to do something. There's not one person in this room that's, that's void of a calling. God put you on the earth before he created you. He said something about you. And my obsession is to help you find that. Find what did, what did God say when he said before the foundation of the earth, I knew you. What did he know about you? That's what my craving is. God, what do you know? What did you know about them? When I prophesy, I'm thinking, God, what did you know about them before the foundation of the earth? And what's the, what's the, the discrepancy between what you said and where they are today? Because they have to get ready to go up. So what is the discrepancy? How do we fix that discrepancy? Give me the prophetic word so I can help them work past that discrepancy. So what you said and what you see is the same. So he doesn't stand before you and you say, I don't don't know you. The person that Jesus will not know, God will not know, is the person who did not give their life fully to their calling. Oh, this too intense. All right, you're okay in the first part. You need to calm down, man. We're, we're, I mean, we are, we, are in, we are in the most pivotal season there is in the world. The church needs to do something. We will never, ever, ever be considered non-essential again. We will never. We can never. We can never be considered non-essential. That, that is not an acceptable term. 
That is not an ex- not when I have glory inside of me, not when I have the Holy Spirit in me, not when I have the Word of God in me, I have the anointing of God on me, I have the fire of God on me, I have the Word, I have the, not, no, while I'm, are you serious? While the King of glory lives inside of me, I'm a non-essential? Oh, I guess I, guess I haven't been flaming on enough. See, obsession. Obsession is, there's, my, my life I've been, for the last 20 plus years, I've been a success coach, and I've worked with only obsessed people. And when I meet with them, I, 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 I analyze what's the keys to, to obsession. What's the key? The first key to obsession is they, are, they make things happen. Obsessed people don't wait for things to happen. They, they use their creativity and they use their curiosity to make things happen. Anyone curious? Is there anything that activates your intellectual curiosity going, how does that work? That is, that is the maker's gene. That is the maker's, that is the maker's ingredient. When you have the maker's ingredient, you're not waiting for something to happen. You're going to make something happen. I'm telling you, that's why Awaken Church is the kind of church that I like to be around because they don't wait for something to happen. They don't wait for permission. Pastor, Pastor Jurgen is not waiting. He is making. He is making. And he raises up team of makers, people who make things happen, people who are ready to make things happen. That six years ago, this building was not here. Six years ago, this church was not here. And he looks for the Hunleys, and they come in and they pioneer, and they make something happen. God wants to make something happen. The obsessed people make things happen. If you're still waiting for something to happen, you need to get your eyes on what the up looks like. What does going up look like? So... You learn to make things. Someone said to me, well, so you're talking about obsession, so that's kind of weird. You're going to look through windows and get obsessed with people. (laughs) The thing that makes, keeps obsession on the right road is the maker always has standards. The, the The maker always has values. And they set standards that won't allow things to become animalistic. They rise above nature. I grew up in a family of, of boxers and two-time Olympian boxers. There's, there's certain things that they would never put in their bodies because their obsession set a standard. You understand? There was no way that they were ever going to touch they, they, they never, I mean, my uncle boxed to Olympian, Olympian went pro, never touched alcohol, never touched drugs, never touched, because his body was his temple. He had that standard because of his up. Not because he wasn't allowed to, you understand? But when you know your opponent is coming at you and they're going to hit you with a hundred pound fist, you just want to be at the top of your game. So when you realize, this is what this Bible says. Josiah, it's my right-hand guy. He's a mighty man of God. The Bible says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to. 
See, we always want to finish the Jesus too. But what are you anointed to? That's the obsession. Whatever God put his anointing on you for, that's what you're obsessed to do. I've got to get that done. It's not an option for me. I must get that done before I stand before him. The spirit of the Lord is upon you to do something. And he's counting on you to do it. He's counting on you to do it, sir. He's counting on you. It's not like he just wants it. He's actually counting on you. It's a much weightier position. We've Christianized everything and we've made it so light, but it's a much weightier position. This awakened church must have 16 campuses. Not should have, must have. God's counting on it. He's counting on someone to be raised up for the next eight to come. So the anointing comes on you too. Do. The maker, the maker, the maker. That's very important that you, you understand that the maker looks at something and says, it can be. I know what this could be. Michelangelo looks at a, he looks at a, a stone. Everybody goes, oh, look at that big old piece of marble. He goes, oh, I see something. Oh, I see something. See, that's what a maker does. A maker sees something. It doesn't see what it is. It sees what it, what it can be. I see something. I see something in you. Let's... Let, <laughs> If I had time, I'd tell you the story of how he became someone that was obsessed with, with seeing inside of the marble. He actually was, was, was as a child, brought into a, a quarry, a marble quarry. And as he watched his stepfather basically work in the quarry, every time they brought out a, a big marble piece, he saw something inside of it. And he took their primitive little, the primitive little tools, a, a hammer and a chisel. And he, they, would, they would just chiseled to break the rocks and the marble into big cubes to take them off. But he said, I can take those same tools, come on, the same primitive tools and shape and shape and shape. You may not think you have the right tools to do what it needs to be done, but I'm telling you, if you have a tool in your hand, God will cause the obsession in you to work on that thing and work on that thing and work on that thing and work on that thing until you get what you see out of him. I'm talking about those that make things happen. The maker. Then you have the breaker. The second aspect of, that I've noticed in an obsessed person is they break rules. They don't break laws. There's a difference between a lawbreaker and a rule breaker. Some rules are put on you for restraint and control. What do you mean you're still open during 2020? Okay, everybody's 15 feet away and, no? You hugging? Because obsessed people don't comply to false rules. See, there's rules. Rules that have been trying to be, they, they've been tried to be put on your life. Rules of limitation, rules of height, rules of size, rules of strength, rules of poverty, rules. These rules, these rules need to be broken. You need to learn to break rules, not laws. You need to look at something and say, this can be different. The rule maker 
is, is not the one that wants you to keep the rules. Let me give you this example. When, when we walk through a forest, I live in the Northwest, you walk through a forest, I can just see trees. Look at the trees. I'm going to hug a couple of them. But someone else comes through the forest and they say, this tree is great for a wall. This tree is great for planks, right? The rule was this tree grows like this, but someone needed to come and break the rule. Say, this tree is more than just a tree. I'm going to make planks of this and I'm going to build homes of this. And then when Jesus comes back and we are now lifted up with him, we're going to be able to say, look at this city I built with the raw material you gave me. See, rules are about raw material and breaking them is about taking that raw material and make it something better. Obsessed people see raw, raw material. They go into, I work with people that have a business. I'll be in, in coaching this week on Tuesday with a business leader. He took a business that was completely dying, to a printing, company, printing business. Printing went down. We, he bought it at 50 million. Printing just went out. It was gone. He re-engineered it into a complete different industry. Same framework, complete medical. Printing, medical, completely different. Just rocking that world because he's a rule breaker. He wasn't going to accept the rule that all printing companies were supposed to go out of business. So he changed the rules. Started off with just, okay, now I'm going to, they still are using three, three layered uh, paper for certain things. So went that way. Then other, then just continued, got into the medical, medical, medical now is running all of their software. Went from printing to software, still printing, but software, just completely different. Then, then during, then right before COVID started, started these, these fulfillment packages for testing for colon cancers. His mom had colon cancer. They've, they've, if they could have caught a little bit earlier, it would have helped. So he said, I'm going to make these. This is, now he's in the medical world. He already has relationships with them. He, he, he formulates and makes a, <laughs> he makes a send home test. Send it back. Great. COVID comes. He makes a COVID send home test. It's just exploding. Because obsessed people don't keep the last rules. We make new rules. Anyone ready to make new rules? Yeah, I know, you were, I know you were abused. Let's make a new rule. I know that you have shame all over your life, but let's make a new rule. I know that you've been divorced, but let's make a new rule. I know that there's some things that are that hold you back and mentally you can't get around it, but let's make a new rule because rules are meant to be broken for greater, higher rules. I'm a pilot, and I learned that rules need to be broken. You understand? If you want to go high, you have to break a lot of laws, a lot of rules to get up higher. Right? I don't want to be grounded in my life. I want to keep on flying. I want to keep on, my, I want my certificates to keep on growing. I want my licenses to keep on growing. I want to be able to fly you, if I need to, in a Boeing 747. Because I want to go up. The third, the third is the fact that you need to 
be professional about it. You need to stay a pro. Stay professional. Obsessed people are never going to violate their professional standards. They never will. I'm telling you, I feel, like some, I feel something for this, for this location. I feel something for this campus. There's a spirit of professionalism that's coming. And the spirit of professionalism sees levels of excellence and are able to make it happen, work all of those, but they are able to get the same result every single time. That's what I like about Awaken. Is Awaken Church gets the same result every single time. Every single time. Well, that's, no, no, no. It's breakthrough every single time. Freedom every single time. Help every single time. That's professional. That's the, that's that third, that's the third aspect. You need to know that you're that person that gets that breakthrough every single time. How many of you believe you do that? So we have to know that this is the, this is the equation. C2 plus SC equals P2. Professional, that having that, that performance and professionalism every single time. Same exact Every single moment, every single time, you need that in your life. Amen? People say, well, you know, I just want to flow. Well, flowing is great, but you'll never become excellent at it. People say, Tracy, how do you operate in the spirit? I mean, we, just, we see so many miracles. We see so many miracles, but I don't see miracles because I'm flowing. I see miracles because I learned the art of how God moves. God, God, God is a scientist. He says, I'm going to do things that will blow your science. The word knowledge. I will blow your knowledge. Uh, exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Doesn't mean he's going to flow. It means I'm going to take, teach you a new level of thinking. Michelangelo sees Moses in a, in a big piece of marble. He goes chiseling at it. It's, it's reported that after he chiseled Moses out, he stood in front of it. And it was so good. Come on, how many of you look at what you do and you go, it's so good. Come on, you have to look at what you, don't be this person that says, oh, I just, look, I just, I, I stink. No, don't be that person. Look at it and go, oh, this is good. He looked at it and he had this mallet still in his hand. And you know what it said he did? He hit his knee. He hit, he hit Moses' knee expecting him to kick up and stand up. And that's how good it was. Can you be such a professional that you can draw out of what you're working on? Oh, that is good. God did it. That's what he created us in the same image and likeness. From the beginning, he said, it is good. 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 You need to look at what you're doing and go, oh, that's good. In this, in this, in this work, I kept seeing the word Marked marked over it and it's it's what God's going to do so quickly and so powerfully with you is this campus is going to be marked with just significant change and transformation and it's going to be like a a marquee of how God grows things it's going to grow it's going to grow so fast it's going to be like really amazing the campus is going to grow and they're going to expand but the impact and the kind of people that God is going to not bring you, but raise up here. God's going to raise up those that have never had anything and make them millionaires.
God's going to raise up people who have never gone to school, and they're going to go to school and graduate college. They're going to go, the, their, their families never had any schooling. They've never had anyone in college, but God's going to raise them up. God says the spirit of God, the anointing that's on you is to see the same thing. It's that ability to see what's in them and prophesy that out of them, and they will live in it. And when they live in it, you will manifest that in their lives because you will stay the obsessed one for them. And they will take on this anointing, and they will take on this craving and God is going to do this work. God says that there's, there's such a strength and energy in your focus. Uh, you both are extremely focused individuals and God says there's, a, there's strength in your energy and your strength comes from your focus. And God says you're going you're gonna to impart that focus. To, it's impartation of focus, an impartation of drive that has never been before. I see that there's going to be, um, there, you've been working in a, a realm that's just been very, but I see a splintering. I see some kind of splintering off. There's going to be some kind of breakout that happens. And it's not that breaking of something, but it's a breakout. It's a new opportunity. And God says, march and run into the opportunities with confidence because they're coming your way because I've prepared you for it. It is your rising up. It is your time of separation. It is your time of distinction. I release on you a season and a time of distinction that God's favor and God's hand is upon you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for that, Lord. We'll get the rest of it in second service. There's, but there's someone, I, you have a fibroid tumor, fibroid growth. I think it's hindering an ovary. I believe that you want to have a child or somehow it's hindering your, your, your function as a woman. It, it, it's really challenging. God wants to heal you. Is there someone here in this service that you, are you wanting to have a child? Okay, can you come up here for me, ma'am? What is your name? Julie. Okay. Uh, is your husband here? Come on, man of God. Let's, let's get this handled. You have children already? You have any children? Okay. During worship, this, this word of knowledge came. You, know, you understand what a word of knowledge is? God tells information about someone and... During, stand here, sir. And during worship, the Lord gave me this word of knowledge about your situation. And I said, okay, I'm going to do it right away. He goes, no, don't do it right away. Do it at the end of service. You felt it. You knew, you know, because it's your day. It's your, it, it was about the time for Jesus to be received up, right? You, you will always know your timing. You just never know how the miracle is going to happen. Today, the miracle is going to happen. Just close your eyes. It's already starting. You'll feel, you'll feel, the, you'll feel that starting to change right there already. We release the power of the Holy Spirit. All right, what is your name? Travis. Travis, God bless you, Travis. I'm going to pray for you both. Let me, let, me, let me pray for you. Julie, right? Father, I thank you for Julie. I release the power of the Holy Spirit. Julie, you're going to feel the power of God from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. There he is now. We release it now in Jesus' name. We thank you. How long have you wanted this? Like two, three years. Okay, well, this is the season. We thank you. What do you do for a living? Uh, 
VP of operations for a furniture company, and then I also do a lot of woodworking. Okay, woodworking. Thank you for thank you for Travis. Thank you for the grace of God on him. We release the power of the Lord on him now. Now I, it's interesting. I feel like there's this there's something that just feels like it pierces here and come up there. I don't know if it's a discomfort that that hits you in your back or any like, but in the midsection, I feel like this. Oh, there it is. <sighs> Have you had any pain or problems here? in the back and does it feel like it shoots through yeah the Lord shows me that that's all going right now we thank you for that oh there it is I feel like your hobby is not going to be a hobby I feel like your hobby is going to be a business and I release and activate that business now I re activate that business anointing you've been sensing a change f for over two years and you just haven't known how to step out. But God says, I, it's now obsession. Now I need you to step out. I need you to be free. There's things that I need you both to do in ministry that I need you to be free for. And I need you to have the, the, the grace of God on you. I release the hand of God on you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, go and have a baby and have a good time. I mean, you know. Oops. God's good, isn't he? Thank you, Lord. The best days are yet to come. We're going to have more ministry in second service, so if you don't have anything to do, you can come back, I think. But I, I want to make sure, I, I would really miss God if we didn't make sure that everyone here was right with God. We need to make sure you're right with God. It's, the miracles are great. They're going to have a baby. You're going to see it's going to be, ah, it's going to be wonderful. You're going to see this location grow. You're going to see lots of people come. You're going to see God activate your ministry. But if, if people don't get into heaven today, we're missing it. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, I want to just make sure that you're right with God. I want to make sure that you're right with God. If you're here, and you don't know for sure that you're right with God, if you feel like there may be something between you and God, let's get that handled. Let's get rid of that. Let's just make sure that you're right with God. And so I'm going to count to three. And if, you, if you're not sure, if you have a, a wonder, I want you to lift your hand as high as you can. We're going to make sure that you're right with God. And we're going to pray together. Is there one here that you need to make sure you're right with God? I'm going to count to three. One, thank you. I see your hand. Is there anyone else? I see yours. I see yours back there. Yours, yours, yours as well. Anyone else? I see yours. I see yours back there. Anyone else? You want to make sure you're right with God? I see two over there. Thank you. Back there. See yours. Anyone else? You want to make sure you're right with God? Just go ahead and put your hand up. Thank you. You want to make sure? Thank you. Come on. Make sure. Thank you. Thank you. Just make sure you're right with God. Make sure that you and Jesus, there's nothing between you. Thank you. I see you. One more, one more second. Anyone else? Thank you. I want to make sure there, there, there. Thank you. Want to back there as well. Thank you. Thank you. Let's pray together just with your head bowed and your eyes closed. And we're going to invite you to the front in a moment. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Forgive me of all of my sins. Cleanse me. Make me new. Heaven is my eternal home. And I am going to live in your purpose here on earth. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your goodness, and I love you. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a big clap and a shout. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.